Welcome to the One Up Sales Development Podcast, a podcast for new young sales pros, whether you're an SDR, BDR, or just another sales pro, getting it done. This one goes out to all the hustlers out there on the phone each and every day, slugging it out. Whether you're doing 100 dials, 50 plus email, it's strategic outbound prospecting on a mass scale. A few key takeaways you get from the One Up Sales Development Podcast is learning how to code call, overcoming objections, how to become friends with gatekeepers, reaching out with personalizations, tactical cadences, and many, many more. You'll also hear from other sales pros such as yourselves when it comes to their why on the career path of choice, such as becoming an account executive, customer success, sales enablement, SDR managers, and other options as well. I'm your host, Jackson Lil, former SDR and now AE, running this pod for SDRs and AE. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the One Up Sales Development Podcast. For my next guest, I got coming up for you right next is my man, Mr. Kyle Cruz, coming in hot straight out of Boston. Now, for you or those and those who are currently listening right now, let me ask you a question. Do you like Pokemon? How about Pokemon cards? I myself and Kyle as a 90s child, I grew up with Pokemon cards. We love Pokemons. You know, unfortunately for me, I didn't really have the funds and things like that. However, I was fortunate enough to have my older brother to caught me one of my most favorite card of all. And that is a holographic Kabutops card. Pokemon. Now, this relates to Kyle because when Kyle, he started as a kid as a straight young buck hustlers. He started out doing door-to-door sales, selling flowers to his neighbors down the street before his friends beat him to it, baby. Damn, Kyle, my man. Check this out. He worked his way up down the ranks. So he has a keen eye for looking to spot and see what's trending. So what Kyle did was he started to notice that, hey, Pokemon cars is popping every time he would get picked up by that yellow bus fifth grade sixth grade he comes in people's always talking about pokemon 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 and then it comes to hologram they want charizard blastoise zapdos articuno and much more so he started realizing and say holy snap this shit's getting hot so what he did was he got all the money he can save and said hey dad can i borrow a few more bucks i want to go ahead and invest in these pokemon packs and I'll, i'll pay you back later so he went out got all these Pokemon cards and got all them holograms, the holographic that was high in demand to be able to have the keen eye and spot the trend. He coming on the bus the next day the following Monday, white folder, open it up with all the plastic sheets on it with the covers where you slide the cards in, make it look real nice, bam, Charizard, Blastoise, Zapdos, Articuno, bam, high in demand and everyone was all over him took that mentality and he just flipped the script hey you want these card go home tell your mom dad give you 10 bucks come back and we have a deal so man my man kyle cruz much love and respect for you brother he started to work his way up and you're gonna really love these episodes so my man kyle cruz he's currently the senior vp of product solutions for a company called global interconnect global interconnect is a uh, innovative and custom model assembly provider for cable harnesses and connectors to high-end medical devices within the industry. 
He started out as a business de uh, development executive, pretty much similar to an SDR, just breaking in, uh, doing a bunch of cold calls and just generating leads, working up to the VP of product solutions and now senior VP. Again, Kyle Cruz, my man, thank you for hopping on the pod. Much love for you and respect. Uh, take care and enjoy the show, guys. All right, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the One Up Sales Development Podcast. For this episode, we have is a great special and treat for you. This guest that I have on this show is a young buck hustler. He started ever since at a very, very, very young age. Started slaying on the bus, which is a story we'll dive into uh, in a few moments that he'll definitely tell us all about. And again, this is another shout out to Mr. Scott Ingram because. If it wasn't for Scott, I would have found him as well. And uh, another shout out to, to Mr. Jack Wilson as well, which we'll get there in a few moments. But please, everyone, give me a warm welcome for Mr. Kyle Cruz, Senior VP of Product Solutions over at Global Interconnect. <laughs> Jack, my man. <laughs> I am pumped to be here. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you having me on your podcast as a guest. So excited. Thank you. Yeah. Kyle, when I heard your episode again on Scott Ingram's, um, I just really love the way the approach, the way you take things, the way you go about in sales. And what I really love about you most was that, you know, you you really step up and own things when when it's your fault and where it happens to be the point where, okay, that was my mistake. I'm going to eat it and I'm going to take a step back and learn for it. And that's what really caught me when you talked about that within the episode over at Scott. And in, in the same time, you actually started over at Global Interconnect as a business development executive. You know, it's very, very, very similar to the SaaS world where you're just strategic outbound prospecting on a mass scale. You worked your way up the ranks pretty much in AE now, uh, senior vice VP. But why won't you go ahead and um, just take it away, give us a little introduction about yourself and how'd you get into sales, Kyle? Uh, Jax. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks so much for those kind words. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I, I just felt like all my life, you know, I knew I wanted to be in business. I knew I loved, you know, selling a product or helping, more importantly, really helping someone acquire something that was important to them that they really truly needed, um, that they had a burning desire for, or, you know, so, so that was kind of like, I've always had that in my blood and I do, I can't wait to share that story, you know, about my hustling on the school bus. That's just too funny, man. Um, but yeah, it, you know, really it, it, it didn't necessarily, it took off like right after college, right after I graduated. And this is actually kind of a neat story. And it's something that I really wasn't able to share in detail. Um, but yeah, like I was always, I was always a hustler. I was a grinder and I just was the type where I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to make something happen. So right after I graduated, imagine this, Jackson, you might be able to relate. It's 2009 and the economy is just brutal. It's beaten down. Um, not many people are hiring. A super competitive landscape. And, you know, I'm over here applying to job after job online uh, and submitting my resume, cover letters, not hearing anything back, nothing. And it's just complete silence, you know. So it got to the point where I said, you know, forget it. I'm going to throw a suit on. I'm going to get on the bus. I'm going to go up to Boston every Thursday and I'm going to walk around the city at all these places. And I'm going to walk in there 
and I'm going to give him my resume and say that, hey, essentially, I'm here for a sales job. This is who I am. I want to help grow your company, and I'm looking for an opportunity right now. And I was putting people on the spots. At the same time, I was getting my, my ass thrown out left and right. But it wasn't until I walked into the Langham Hotel and I had, you know, maybe a couple resumes left. And there's a tall, well put together gentleman who greets me and he says, sir, how may I help you? And I did my little spiel. My name's Kyle Cruz. I'm a recent graduate from Franklin Pierce 2009 with a degree in communications. I want to be in sales and marketing and I want to help grow your business. And this gentleman, Hans Shepman, I'll never forget it, says, Kyle, come with me. He gave me an interview on the spot and offered me a job that day. And from that point on, you know, I just knew like this was in me. This is who I am. I'm not afraid to put myself out there. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can do as a sales professional. You know, you just have to be willing to just put yourself out there, believe in yourself and you know, you're going to get rejection, you know, and it's going to be more rejection than success. But when the success happens, boy, does it feel so good. And look at the story I was able to share today. So it was that experience right out of college. It kind of set the stage you know, um, and for, for my future. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to now find myself in this position at Global Interconnect. Nice, nice. Damn, man, that was straight, pure and raw, Kyle. I love that. Yeah, straight man. out 2008, you know, everyone, the economy crashed. Yeah. People were losing their homes. Jobs were out, especially if you just graduated within that time, which is the best time of the year to uh, graduate from, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right holy smokes but it wasn't fun I, I really love that mentality how you just said you know what i'm gonna go ahead and just put on a uh, suit go straight out of boston just do that door to door and just do that ordinary spiel where you just walk in you keep going and keep going keep going and um you stuck to the process and eventually it paid out man that's good stuff Kyle. oh heck yeah man yeah that's a that's exactly what happened so yeah awesome awesome okay so Kyle, Kyle, without further ado, before we move on, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, a little bit more about Global Inter Interconnect and uh, what do you guys do over there? Totally. So we work with medical device manufacturers and we, we try to help them identify opportunities to improve and scale their custom connectors and cable assemblies. So super, super niche, right? Um, we also deal with industrial technologies as well um, but really we're kind of uh, we see ourselves you know as essentially you know that that partner to support their engineering teams their supply chain teams bring a ton of value to their organization while we focus on their custom connector and cable assembly so essentially they don't have to worry about it um, so yeah it's, it's really neat. It's, um, you know, never in a million years, I think I'd be selling custom cable assemblies. But to me, it's so much more than that. It's about the product that we're helping develop that we're helping um, improve and, and hopefully bring to market so that it can help improve and save people's lives. You know, that's really um, just like the best part about the job is actually just seeing the, the lives that it impacts after the fact. So uh, at Global Interconnect, you know, like you mentioned, I, I started off in that, you know, business development role, turning over rocks. I mean, you know, grabbing trade show lists, grabbing any list I could and just honestly picking up the phone and dialing away. And, you know, I knew that, you know, unless I could make a meaningful, you know, impact and it was just hard to do on the phone 
own. I had to change my game. So then, you know, I started incorporating these handwritten letters. I realized how important was it was to attend events. You know, I saw a lot of success from that, you know, and, and the cool thing was, is that, you know, even though I had uh, people that were in the sales role that were, you know, older than I, they were in the company longer than they had more experience. Um, you know, I was doing things a bit different and it started to really shine through. You know, we've started to go from adding one to two new customers a year to five to six new customers a year. So, you know, being able to, to bring new styles, you know, to an organization and show them different ways of, of creating relationships and developing business and, you know, just getting it done. I, you know, I was able to do that. And then what happened is it put me in a position of leadership. You know, I, I kind of led by example and I continue to do that today. Um, so, you know, I was fortunate enough to then build a team around me, add um, some marketing folks and, um, you know, really tr start to, to uh, develop a sales and marketing strategy uh, together and execute now with a team of people. So, you know, it's just, it's been such a, awesome experience, a wild five years, but, you know, I couldn't be more excited about where I am today. And I just can't wait for the next five years with this company because we're going to double the size of uh, the business and it's going to be special and we can't wait. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that sounds good, Kyle. I, I love that. You know, the way, the fact that you started taking a different approach, you mentioned that you started out as like a BD, BDE, you know, business development executive. And you're like, Hey, there's uh, some things we got to go ahead and start trying rather than just pounding on the phone. And you started attending events. You started writing out handwritten notes. Um, what, what got you like to think of things like that and to, you know, think outside the box and to try new things? Well, it definitely was, you know, I always try to listen to other successful people. So, you know, Jax, as we know, it's been cool to see, you know, the landscape and sales and, and, and especially with LinkedIn and how um, all of these incredibly intelligent sales professionals, all, all of them coming to LinkedIn to share their experiences. So I've been able to like, you know, pick and choose what I like from, from each, you know, I pick tips here and there and I try to apply them and I try things and I try to, you know, figure out how they might work, how they don't work. Um, but, um, oh gosh, Jax, where am I going with this, bud? <laughs> yeah, no, that's no problem. It's just like, uh, what got you to think outside the box and just, yeah, try new no, things, you know, no. it's just, it was exactly that. <laughs> it was essentially that, that was it. You know, yeah. I mean, I, it was just kind of like picking up tips from uh, like collaborating with other sales professionals and figuring that out. But also what I found out through that too, was actually, there was this really awesome tip and I, um, I forget who it was from, but you know, it was kind of this idea of niching yourself, right? Um, so take like your business, take your product or your service and try to niche yourself as much as possible and be that big fish in the small pond, you know, like be that, that one person where like everyone is like, Oh my gosh, go to Kyle for, if you need a custom connector or cable assembly for your medical device, go to Kyle at Global Interconnect. Like that's who you need to talk to. So I realized I wanted to create that brand, that image, that reputation. So, um, just, you know, figuring that out. You know, that totally helped me, um, obviously, become successful, too. Yeah, man, I, I, I love that, Kyle. So, 
And that's, that's, that's exactly where a lot of uh, sales professionals and brand new sales pros nowadays tend to uh, fail, where you basically mentioned, you said, you know, you want to be a big fish in a small pond. So how do you do that? Well, for getting started, is that you're going to have to do things that what others won't do. You will probably have to work more than you have to. And mm-hmm. you have to invest in yourself more when it comes to personal development, becoming that professional expertise, you know, um, that become that uh, hashtag trusted advisor to the point where you get so good at it to the point where that becomes your expertise and that's what you're known for. It's like, oh, uh, when we need some cable, who should we go? Oh, Kyle, that's the man, you know, uh, or we need the other connection. What we need, that's Kyle, man. That's straight Kyle. Like right when it pops up and it gets to the point where, and this is funny, it's actually been recent for me too, to the point where um, I started listening to, it's like Dr. Miles Monroe and he talks about what you're gifted at and what you're known for. Uh, it's pretty much your expertise. And it's, for instance, if you were to go ahead and say a name, like what's the first thing you think of when you hear uh, Michael Jordan, bam, basketball, right? Or um, there's the other one too, the, the golfer that we have. Um, try, try Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods, boom, what do you think about, right? Tiger Woods, like, and it, it's, it's very common in the tech world too, especially if there's so many things to do. And we all heard of the phrase, it's called, um, you know, uh, a, a master of all is a master of none, or you become a jack of too many trades. Where Totally. You know, you just spread yourself thin, you know, and how are you going to be an expert? You know, like, and, you know, I'm not trying to be the smartest person in the room by any means, but if I can really, truly understand and what's important to medical device manufacturers, how they work and operate, uh, what they're focused on, right? And I can empathize and relate with them in their business and prove to them like, hey, I get it and I understand. And this is why we want to add value and help you guys out. Now it's like, okay, yeah, these, Kyle understands medical device manufacturing a lot different than building you know a consumer product um you know that just whatever just an everyday device you know um it's just it's just yeah it's exactly that it's 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 niche yourself and be that expert in that area and then watch yourself shine you know you feel like you're almost limiting yourself to opportunities too and i totally feel that like you might feel like oh my gosh like like, what about all this opportunity over there? You know, don't, don't worry about it. That's noise. You know, be an expert, own that niche, and then grow from there. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. And what makes the difference between for you two, Kyle, is uh, what I really love is that you actually, I, you know, you, you know your why. And uh, I, I know that for a fact because you said, rather than just telling what you guys do, right, you said we're, we're saving lives. And that right there is like the home run. Boom. It's exactly right. I get so fired up when I see these products come to market and I hear all these success stories. And when you watch a patient story and then they, they themselves, the words come out of their mouths and they talk about how their life was saved and how much they were impacted by that procedure. There's a piece of me inside where it's like, I feel like I had something to do with that. That right there is so freaking awesome. Like, again, so much yep. bigger than a cable on a connector, you know, so much bigger. Yep. Yep. And, um, uh, that's where a lot of, uh, young sales pros tend to fail too with the uh, early, early failed mindset where they're in there for just the money and just the money and just the money, you know, the, Dude, that's the, the biggest mistake right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, the, the money is one thing, right? But it's part of it. Yeah, definitely. But you shouldn't think like that because that would be the wrong no. mentality when you're making no. the wrong decisions. But, you you know, you stick to the process and, and you're believing the why and the money will come and follow along. Heck yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> so Kyle, is there any success stories you had over that Globe Connect you'd like to share with us? Oh man, are you kidding me? I could tell you success stories that would bring us into the weekend, but I just, <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> no. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, you know, like, uh, let's see here. It's just kind of funny because I'm trying to think of like, you know, I don't want to say the same success stories, uh, you know, um, but it, it's actually kind of interesting, right? Um, <laughs> I've I've always I've always um in in previous roles you know I'm I definitely make some bold moves in my career and you know I've, a fun success story and one of my favorites when I first started at an office supply company that I was working with I'll never forget being you know assigned to a territory and as I was going out with the sales trainer you know they said okay so here's your territory blah 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 blah. And I remember one day as we were on the road, I said, hey, what's going on with that big, big building, that big business? You know, that would be an awesome account. And the sales manager said, yeah, yeah, you know, we've been working that for years, you know, and, and we're on that. Myself and the manager, you know, our branch manager, we're, we're like, we're, we're talking to the owner and we're going to make this happen. <laughs> um, and, but for some reason, we're just having a hard time, you know, creating that relationship and getting in. But we're, we're, we're working on it. So don't go in there. Don't worry about it. We're going we're gonna to take care of it. And I remember being like, what? That's weird. You know, but okay, sure, fine, whatever. And that didn't last for more than like two or three days until I was out on the road by myself. And I said, screw it. I'm going in. If you don't have the business, I'm going to go and get the business for you. So that's exactly what I did. And I walked in and I was able to pull a meeting on the spot, you know, with, with the owner of the business. I'll, I'll never forget. It was um, uh, the Cape Cod Chronicle. <laughs> it was a local newspaper, um, but definitely a, a great, a great account for us. And the awesome part is, is I went in there and, you know, I'm, and this guy goes, you know, why are you here? And I kind of like started with my story. Like, you're right. Why am I here? And this is why I'm here. And I told my story about like who I am, what I'm trying to do, like what's like important to me, blah, blah, blah. I shared like this crazy story. And the guy looks at me and he's like, that's an awesome story. And I'm inspired. And you're a young professional. And he's like, and you know what? I like you and I want to give you this chance, this opportunity. The guy like wanted to help me out in my career almost. And he slides over, you know, a, probably a, a, a four or five page list from Staples, a major competitor, right? And, and next thing you know, I'm working with him and boom, we land the account. And, you know, and, and then I just walk into the branch manager's office and the sales manager, I'm like, hey, listen, here you go, Cape Cod Chronicle. They're, they're one of our accounts now. And it was like, they looked at me and they're like, are you kidding me? We told you not to. And I'm like, well too bad because we got the business. So what, what are you going to say? You know, and that's kind of a dicey move if you think about it, Jax, right? It turned out to be a great success story, but I mean, that could have gone either way. You know, that's a bold move right there. That could have gone either way because if it went bad and then the manager found out, you know, you're kind of risking a lot there, you know, especially being told not to. So, you know, for me, I took that as a major success story, right? Because I took a chance and that, you know, 
like people are going to tell you like, no, they're going to tell you not to do certain things or what to do, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. You just believe in yourself, live in that moment, feel it and go and get it. You know, that's like what life's all about. So I don't know. I just made that decision in my life. And that was a moment where I was like, no, like I can do this. And you know, it gave me so much confidence in myself too. imagine that being told not to do something, you go and do it, you're successful. And, you know, just it was an incredible experience. Like, you know, so a different kind of success story, for sure. Um, but definitely like, you know, a fun one to share. Oh, God, damn. <laughs> Is that cool? Like, <laughs> Like, Dude, Kyle, was, was 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 this like a, a copier sales position or what, what? What? No, it was it was more office. It was office supply, and yeah, sure, copying services were included. There were managed print services. There was janitorial services. I mean, essentially anything a business needed from a supply standpoint, you know. And then obviously you would hope that hey, maybe by having this account taking good care of them, you know one day they might, you know, redo all the furniture in their office. And then we could do the contract office furniture, big business right there. A lot of dollars, you know? Um, but oh, it, man. yeah. So, so it, again, yeah, it was, it was a great account. It was a, just a overall awesome success story. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey Cal, how long ago <laughs> was this? Was this like, um, so that was, that wasn't, so, um, that was like my first real sales job. So even though I landed that job right after college with the Langham hotel, um, that was super entry level. It was a great position where, you know, it got me familiar with like the real, the real world, the business world, you know, it gave me some good experiences. Um, but then when I left that company to join this office supply company, uh, that's when, that's when I, I really, you know, uh, started to be a, a true cold calling salesman, you know, was, um, yeah. B, it was more of like, you did both at this company, you were like a BDR and an account executive. It was a lot. It was, you know, craziness, but uh, uh, so awesome. Such a great experience. So that was in like 2011, I want to say. So okay. I mean, yeah, you're talking nine years ago. That was like right at the beginning of my career. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. I just want to say so a few things about that. I, I love that, man. You know, when you're getting out there, you're young, it's your ego, definitely wrong and definitely bold for going against your manager's words, but you took a gamble. Thank God it worked out. <laughs> and then because it worked out, it actually gave you a lot of more credibility, so to speak. Um, but man, this is funny because it really reminds me, I, um, I, I used to work for uh, this company called uh, Berk Street Systems, right? Uh, it's a they it's a SaaS company. They they provide a procure to pay software platform for like hotels and hotel management companies. Okay. And it was set out, and I did the same exact thing what you did, very similar. But um, without further ado, um, it was said to say hold off on these uh, specific accounts. But I actually, with my ego and stuff too, I reached out to them too ahead of time before I was even notified because. Uh, and it was MGM Casino uh, reaching out in Vegas. And uh, I reached out to like the director of procurement. And he he was actually interested too. We got on, hopped on a cold call and he asked me to send over some information. But that person, uh, uh, when the person that was in charge um, found out that I was uh, approaching an account, they're like, hey, you need to stay away from this account. This is a multi-million dollar account. We have to take a strategic approach. And if something was to happen, then that, there goes our shot as a business, you know? And um, thank yeah. God they were able to, yeah. I generate interest. So that, that was really good. I'm really happy about that. But 
I remind me of you when you just did. It's like you're young, you're bold, you're hungry. You're like, man, screw this. I'm going right. in. You can't Dude, get it done. Dude, I love Let's that, Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Dude, that's what's up right there because it's never a perfect time. It's never the right time. It's never a perfect time. You got to go <laughs> out and make it happen. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to pull this conversation, you know, on a di- go on a different tangent, but dude, it's like, it's like, you know, getting your review, you know, you feel as a salesperson, it's like, oh gosh, here we go. I, I don't know. I'm not ready for my review. And like, it's like, no, 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 no. Hold your manager accountable. Hold yourself accountable. Have that review at six months. Cause guess what? It's never going to be the perfect time. You're always going to think you could be in a better position, you know, to, for, to, whatever get uh, the outcome that you're hoping for no 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 it's never the right time you know just you pick up the phone go walk in there make it happen whatever it takes you know so love that Jax. i'm so pumped that like you can relate and that you had a similar story because it fires me up too man it's awesome yeah definitely hey are you a fan of grant cardone by any chance yeah i mean i don't follow again like i don't really follow too many uh um, like motivational speakers and, and, you know, but I definitely should pay more attention to Grant Cardone, but dude, that guy gets me fired up. Obviously <laughs> that's a high energy dude, you know? Um, so yeah. I probably should, you know, be like following more <laughs> of his stuff. Um, especially since I, I get it, I can talk, probably relate. Um, but why, what's up? You got something good about Grant? Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, only reason I asked because uh, I had a picture of him posted when I first started as SDR over at Berg Street, and it was a picture of him. And the quote was, "The time's never right. Just pick up the phone and do it." So uh, when you mentioned the time is never right, it reminded oh, me of that poster no I had. Up. Yeah, see that? yeah. See that? You would have thought I, you would have thought I was a Grant Cardone fan, but I, don't <laughs> know, but I had no idea. You sound like one. <laughs> I, I know, right? I had no idea you even said that. But, you know, I'm just kidding, it's, brother. It's like, it's like well, well, it's one of those things, right? It's like I think I think that's why, like you know, I'm having all these moments. I you know, before we started the podcast, I was talking about like you know all these people that are you know. I feel like maybe coming out of, to me, it's taking me by storm, you know, all of a sudden, all these, you know, um, sales professionals are sharing this amazing content of their experiences, you know, Hey guys, I've been seeing this happen so much. And this is, you know, th- there's a problem here and this is how you can avoid that problem and, and, you know, provide better outcomes. You know, there's all of these people, you know, coming to LinkedIn and I, I wish I, I almost had that, um, courage to share my experiences more and more because like now I'm having all these moments where like, Oh my gosh, yes, I agree. I can relate. There's just, there's just a different way that sales is, uh, is being done today. And it just, ah, oh, it's super refreshing. I love it. I love that quote from Grant Cardone. It's so good, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. All right. So Kyle, without further ado, we just want to go ahead and just move up to uh, the next topic and, you know, this is where the viewers gonna love. Why, why don't you go ahead and tell us your story about your butt uh, when you're young, you kid on the bus, and you know when you start picking up your hustler mentality. Yes. So this is where, like, my sales. You know, this is where I think like I totally fell in love with business and sales and marketing. And it was super. It was at a super young age. You know, I'm in I'm in elementary school. I I had to have been. Well, actually, no, I was, I was in like fifth, sixth grade. That's what it was. I was in middle school, fifth, sixth grade. And, um, you know, 
before that, obviously, I had a lot of success in these school fundraisers where they would have these sales competitions, whether or not we were selling magazines or flowers or candy for the school. Um, I was always that type where, you know, my father was like, you know, I'd go home and I'd be like, hey, dad, you know, we're, we're selling flowers at school. Can you buy a bunch of flowers from me? From me? And my father would say, absolutely not. But you know what, Kyle? All the neighbors in the, uh, in the neighborhood, you know, everyone here in the neighborhood, they'll buy flowers from you. So why don't you hop on your bike and go go sell them the flowers? And by the way, you might want to do it now because if you wait for the weekend, Bobby and Nick, your friends, they're going to beat you to it. And then when you're going around saying, hey, will you buy flowers from me? They're going to say, no, we already bought them from Bobby and Nick. So get on the bike and get out there now. And I was like, holy smokes, dad, that's wild, but I'm going to go do it. And you know what? It made me, you know, be successful in these, these little fundraisers and these sales competitions that the school would have. So it encouraged me to like, how can I, if I'm good at this and I like it, what else can I do? So I started paying close attention to trends, right? And the big trend at that age when I was in fifth and sixth grade was Pokemon. And I'm like, watching all these kids go nuts over these Pokemon cards. And I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. Like I wasn't the big Pokemon fan, but I definitely was, you know, getting in on the crates. I was enjoying buying these deck of cards and going through and trying to get these holographic cards and, you know, the big craze for Charizard and Pikachu and all that stuff. I mean, I was, I was getting in on it too. Now I wasn't as passionate about some people, but for the people that were super passionate, about them. I mean, they would constantly vent. Oh man, if I could only get this car, if I could only find this car. So I would hear this over and over from all of these people. Like I desperately need this card. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy pack after pack, box after box. I'm going to take all, I'm going to, I took, I think it was, you know, it wasn't too much money, but I probably spent like 50, $60 worth of Pokemon cards. And I went through each pack and I put aside all like the better cards, especially the holographic cards. Oh, and I got man. them all together in a really nice binder, you know, with the plastic pages that you can slide the card in. Yeah. Into. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I would, and then I hopped on that school bus and I said, Hey guys, I got the cards you're looking for. <laughs> and next thing you know, I got everyone crowding around my seat going through the, the book of Pokemon cards and kids are like, I need this one. I want this one, you know? And I, Hey, I'm, I, I grew up in, you know, a solid middle-class type of neighborhood where I could say, great, go have your mom and dad give you 10 bucks and bring it to on the bus tomorrow. And I'll give you the card. Next thing you know, I got a sock full of tens and twenties in my bedroom. <laughs> And my father's <laughs> asking me, Kyle, where did you get all this money? I had probably, you know, I, I had just over $200, you know, so I made about 150 on, I had a, uh, you know, $150 return on my $60 investment. Not bad, not bad at all. Right. And, and so my father's like, where are you getting all this money? I said, well, I'm selling Pokemon cards on the bus. And he's like, oh my gosh, Kyle, come on. <laughs> you know, and it's just so funny because like, think about it. Like we, we, that was a whole different, like just a different day and age back then too. Right. But I mean, like I was just, I was hustling. I was hustling, finding any way I could make money. And like the Pokemon cards was such a big hit. I crushed it and I'll never forget it. Shout out to my sixth grade girlfriend, Angela, because <laughs> I gave that girl the best Christmas she could have ever asked for. Like, oh. like, she had more Claire's jewelry. Claire's is like this massive, 
um, uh, jewelry, like, you know, like super cheap type of jewelry oh, and fashion accessory store that's in like every mall across America. Right. But oh, of course, shit. like I had this giant basket of all these Claire's jewelry and all these like <laughs> bed, bath and beyond girls stuff. And it was just amazing. I had this giant display and like, here I am thinking I'm a, I mean, I was, I mean, come on. I bought it all myself. I sold, made the money to then buy my girlfriend her Christmas gifts. And what, and in middle school, wasn't asking mommy and daddy, hey, can I have money to buy my girlfriend a Christmas gift? You know, yeah. and that is cool. That's cool stuff right there. You know, so, so like, it's fun. I'm so pumped that I was able to actually go in a bit more detail with you on that. Um, but I mean, yeah, dude, I would do stuff. It wasn't even just the Pokemon, but like, like where I lived, you know, I taught uh, the canal, the Cape Cod Canal. I mean, that was a massive opportunity to make money because people constantly were walking and riding their bikes and rollerblading down the canal. And there was nowhere for them to stop to get any kind of beverage. So I packed up the cooler uh, in my, in my wet, I packed up my wagon, right? Full of ice and waters and, and, and sodas. And I would rollerblade up and down the canal, pulling my, um, my, my wagon. And I'd be just be yelling water, sodas, $1. You know, every, I was, I was literally like, and cell phones, right. Didn't exist then. Right. So, so, um, I'm literally like rollerblading back to this rest area and, and checking in with my dad. And I mean, my dad, total champion, number one supporter. Um, this guy was there and he'd be like, he'd be like, are you all out again? And I'd be like, yeah. And he'd run down to the supermarket, grab a bunch more waters and sodas and throw and help throw them in the wagon with me. And then I'd be off again while he'd sit there in the car. And I would do this every weekend, but I would do it. And I would make a, you know, I'd make a boatload of money doing stuff like this. So again, I, you know, um, just, just being a hustler at a young age and just in like really grasping onto the concept of, you know, what it's like to like, see people with a, with such a need or desire for something and, and, and being able to meet their needs. Like here, I know it sounds simple, right? Here, they, they just want this Pokemon card. It sounds simple. Here you go. Oh, I'm just thirsty. I want a water, but it felt good. It like, I saw so much. It was so meaningful that experience to me. So um, yeah. And I totally think that that's why I'm, I'm where I am today. It's those super early childhood experiences. Damn, Kyle. Yeah, you know, that's one of the realest stories I've ever heard from someone from uh, ever since from kids up, you know, from the ground up, starting at a very young age. Kudos to your dad for being a real supporter and really training you at a right age. And what made you really sharp, man, you really had a keen eye ever since you were a kid. You know, you're able to spot trends, and that's what's made you – valuable because you spot something that's currently trending and then you're going to go ahead and make the best of it it's adapting and adjusting accordingly you're not mm -hmm. going what you want it's not what you want to do it's not what you want it's what the market wants and you're fulfilling the market's need you know you yes you're like flowers and your dad's like okay you better get it before bob and nick get it and then pokemon cards you were able to spot that trend you you have the ability to go ahead and get that little you know um just to get that little uh, cheese up front just to invest 50, 60 bucks, get sure. a few packs and you got all the holographic cards. You knew exactly what they're looking for. Oh yeah. You had that binder and man, um, I got to tell you, man, I never told anyone on this, uh, on the podcast too, that I was, you know, I was a Pokemon fan that time too when I was a kid. And, um, I had this one holographic card, Kabutops. And, um, that was like my favorite of all until I got 
ripped off from this dude. Um, not saying that you ripped people off, but it was in Bible school and he had like an Articuno that was non-holographic. Guy, guy like faked it to me and shining into the sun. He kept saying like it's holographic. He wouldn't let me check it real out. And when I gave my card to switch, he just ran off with it and, you know, messed me up. So I'll never forget that. <laughs> but dude, I want to find that kid. Let me find it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is, that's like a giant bully right there. Come yeah, on. He was oh a my bully, gosh. man. He's like, he wouldn't let me hold a card, right? He was like, just shiny in the sun in the corner. Like, hey, shiny, he's here. Give me the card. And then I gave my Kamita card and he gave oh. me an article and I just ran off. I was like, oh, man. So... A lot of feelings. No, yeah, I would, I would have never done that. Uh, my goodness, I'm sorry. Jack. <laughs> no, 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 for sure, man. But yeah, uh, I might have, a, I might have one of those holographic cards still lying around. So I don't know. Yeah, send it over to you. <laughs> oh man, dude, uh, I'll love you forever. You do that, complete sauce. Yeah, but and, you know, diving back to you, and you know, you start as a kid, right? And you're just adapting, and adjusting, and it's like what I'm not sure if you know or familiar with um the Sig Ziglar. He's this uh person he has this famous phrase that he goes you can have anything you want in life if you just help others get what they want and you're able to go ahead and stack all those holographic hey man you want a charizard holographic i got it right here got you want a blast toys hollow got it right here you want to zap those hollow i got it right here it's like bam you're just providing it back to back and then um, that's it wagon man that's it that's it that is exactly but yeah kudos to your dad man um and uh you know you Made that girl Angela, your middle school teacher, uh, girlfriend, yeah. the happiest. Um, yeah, so stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But if I ever saw her today, oh man, you know, it it, it would be great to see her. She's such a oh, she's a wonderful girl. She's awesome. So yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Kyle, uh, as we're running short on time, coming up on our time clock here, yeah. I just want to get these wraps up real quick. So. Sure. Let's say if there's young sales professionals in the world right now, you know, they're coming into a similar industry like yours, medical devices or a subset of medical devices for things like cables and uh, optics and things like that. You know, they come in as a, you know, business development executive or uh, entry level, like how you started off. What kind of, uh, what kind of young sales tips would you have for them to, you know, for them to work and then they, they want to become, they want to get to where you're at. They said, you know, I want to be, where I want to be where Kyle's at, you know, it's like a senior VP closing role. Um, what, what kind of tips do you have for them? Sure thing. So, I mean, gosh, there are so many like tips, right? So other than I think the obvious ones of, you know, I really think just the whole fact of finding ways to be organized and finding ways to motivate yourself, you know, that's super important making sure that you're truly passionate about what you're doing and what you're selling and that you're around the right people in the team and you get that right support. Like you got to make sure that's all in place. Right. But you know, I would say that that the most important thing to do, right. When you start that job is just, you got to know your, your product insert or service inside and out, like just understand it fully. Right. And it's not hard. You can meet with all different people at your company and organization, spend time one on one. You know, hopefully you have a good, solid onboarding process um, that will help you learn all this. But you need to make sure you are an expert of your own product and service and really know it inside and out. Just so like you feel comfortable to, to talk about it and just have a conversation. You know, that's like really the most important piece. Right. And then like to me, you know, obviously being super truthful um, is definitely like you, you 
you got to tell the truth. If you don't know something, you just own it and you don't know and you'll figure it out. It's okay. Um, but also be, be you, be who you are, whatever you are. For me, I'm a high energy kind of like, there's like a bro style to me. And, you know, when I first got into sales, I was always told, don't say, hey, why are you saying man and bro and stuff like that? Don't say that. You know, no, you know, no one wants to talk to you like that. And then so all of a sudden I'm finding myself like, oh, hey, uh, I'm Kyle Cruz. It's nice to meet you today. You know, and I'm like being someone who I'm just not. And I'm trying to make calls. And I'm like, what? People are going to buy me and believe in me and want like to, to like feel comfortable with me before they ever buy whatever I'm selling, you know? Um, so, so like, just be you, like, don't be afraid, be yourself and, and make sure like wherever you are, whoever those leaders are, those, that senior management, whoever it is, like they should, like, they should be encouraging that, right? Because sales is hard making cold calls and reaching out to people and like that, it's hard. So you have to just be yourself because you have to be in that, like you have to be very comfortable as comfortable as you can possibly be because once you're not, and once you're uncomfortable, you know, everyone can tell on the phone, then they're the person you're talking to is super uncomfortable. And then it makes things awkward and you're like, ah, and then you feel like, Oh, I suck at this, you know? And it doesn't have to be like that. It's like so much easier. So like, you know, other than, you know, the obvious, I think tips, you know, I think it's really important to know that, hey, it's okay to be yourself. You can be like a fun person, high energy. Like you can say words that, that are like, oh my gosh, you shouldn't say that. You know, if you swear here and there, oh, well, as long as you're not offending someone, like what do you freaking do? You know, like who cares? Um, be real, just be real and be yourself. And, and I think that, you know, once you, once you can do that, like just watch all the success that comes to you. It's, it's just incredible. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, I love that, man. You talk about just, you know, learning everything as much as possible. Um, yes, always given and just being uh, an, uh, an expert in your field. But what I really love about that is, you know, to, to be yourself because, and you're absolutely right, people really are buying you before they buy anything else. But you have to go ahead and use that mirror image law where, you know, if they're loud, you're loud. If they're soft, you're soft. And then if they laugh, then you can start breaking in yourself and uh, bringing that bro stuff, you know, if, only if it's a-okay. But yeah, definitely being true to yourself before anything else. Definitely. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah, I like that mirror and matching comment yeah. for sure. But, um, you know, don't let it, don't let it, you know, get to your head or bog you down too much, you know. Um, you still got to just be you. And, yeah, um, yeah so that's all. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, Kyle, just to uh, wrap things up, uh, if there's anyone out there who likes to reach out to you based on this episode, just want to say thanks. Um, how did they reach out to you? And if there's any special thanks you want to give out to anyone, Go ahead, just take it away, my man. Awesome. Well, yeah, if you want to hit me up, obviously, I mean, LinkedIn is the place to go. You know, just just hit find me on LinkedIn, Kyle Cruz, K-R-U-S-E. Um, but yeah, definitely I wanna I wanna meet as many people as I can. I wanna share and exchange stories. And if you have any questions at all, if there's any challenges that you're facing or if you're trying to strategize, whatever it is, hit me up. I'm like I'm loving every bit of this. And I think, you know, together, um, you know, us salespeople, we need to unite and help each other 
or out and, and change and continue to change the way sales is done. So find me on LinkedIn to start. We can go from there. And then obviously special thanks. I mean, Jax, man, thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And thank you for allowing me to share my story. It's people like you that give me the opportunity, you know, to, to help more and more people and to share my story. And I just can't thank you enough. I do feel blessed and I feel privileged. So thank you. And, and, and Jack Wilson, you know, major shout out to him because if it wasn't for Jack Wilson, you know, as outgoing and as high energy as I, I am, you know, I probably would have never done these podcasts. You know, I, I just would have kind of kept on doing my thing. And, you know, I appreciate Jack for encouraging me to, you know, go outside of my comfort zone and to, to be proud of, you know, what I've accomplished in my career and to be proud of my stories and, and be excited to share them with, with um, the world. So, you know, Jack Wilson, thank you so much, man. I, I can't, you know, I can't thank you enough for, for everything you've done for me. So, um, but yeah, uh, thanks again, Jax. This was awesome, man. And, um, and thanks for all you do for the sales world and all the value you bring to us. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for hopping on, uh, Kyle. We're, we're truly blessed to have you, especially share your stories too. And uh, until next time, guys. <laughs>